The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. That's right, Bear Down Bears fans, it's time for another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast, Bears Banter, powered by Windy City Gridiron and SB Nation, Bill Zimmerman with you, and I'm joined by the lead draft analyst for Windy City Gridiron, Jacob Infanti, at Jacob Infanti 24 if you don't follow him on Twitter, which I'm sure you already do, and we are here to talk about Rashawn Johnson, the newest running back of the Chicago Bears, taken in the fourth round. After a trade down, after a trade down, though, obviously the Bears had the first pick overall, moved down with the Saints, dropped back about uh, 13, 12, 13 picks, and pick up Rashawn Johnson. And Jacob is here to break it down for us. Jacob, Bill Zimmerman, how you doing today? Bill, I'm doing great. Uh, tired. <laughs> I can't even lie. I'm feeling pretty tired, but <clears throat> the excitement of the draft is uh, it's getting me through it. So, uh this pick definitely helps, uh, but just in general, uh, very excited to see what the rest of day three has in store for us. Yeah, I am too, because look, I, we talked about the Tyreek Stevenson pick, and I think out of all the picks, that was the one, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the best player, but the, the most excited about in terms of what value you're getting in terms of that spot. Yeah. And this Rashawn Johnson pick, I, I love, and I actually saw uh, Jonathan Wood, if you follow him on Twitter from DeBear's blog, made a good point to me. And he said, even if Roshan Johnson doesn't exceed David Montgomery, because they've got some similarities in their running style, think about the difference here. Ryan Poles trades back, gets a fifth round pick and gets Roshan Johnson. Ryan Pace trades up for David Montgomery and loses a couple future picks. So think about the style in terms of how they went about getting a running back and, of course, waiting until day three, not day two, and getting a back of this ability. I love the maneuvering and the landing spot on how they got to Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a really good point that uh, Wood made. I'm going to have to, if I can find it and retweet it or whatever. But, yeah, I think that the process is way more sound here than it was with Montgomery. And, you know, that's not to hate on Montgomery as a player. You know, I loved watching him. But you're taking a running back in round four, not a lot of tread on his tires. Very, very good football player, just the situation he was in, uh, that probably knocks him down a little bit. 
and you're trading back, getting an additional fifth round pick in the process of getting a running back who's probably going to play a big role, if not this year, then in the future, as opposed to giving up additional draft capital to get a running back. So I, I definitely agree. I think this is an ideal process. And I, I tweeted out like before the draft, I wanted the Bears to use one of their picks in rounds four or five on a running back just because of how deep of a class it is. And I think a pick like Roshan is a very good example of that. Like this is a guy who I think if he didn't play at Texas, he'd be a top five running back in this class, or at least he'd be viewed or drafted as that. Uh, and we can get into the specifics in a bit, but I I love the process. I I just generally love taking day three flyers on running backs. I think it's a smart thing to do, and I think this one has the possibility to pay off in a big way for the Bears. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I'm I, I'm kind of it's, it's funny on how running back value works. I'm almost oh I'd say take a running back on day three every year pretty much and almost never take a running back before day three and i'm with you and i i tweeted that out that i felt if he wasn't in texas and for those of you who don't know rashawn johnson well he was b john robinson's backup and you know he was a converted quarterback so he hasn't been doing this that's why jacob mentioned the tread and that he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires and then you see what he did last year at texas and his all-around ability this is where you're just excited for what this guy could be because I thought if he was at a different school that was featuring him, he could have jumped into round two. It could have been him right after Gibbs. I think he was potentially that good. So Jacob, as I've been doing on all these podcasts, I'm going to give you the floor to kind of give uh, the fans your rundown at what you see as Rashawn Johnson and, and what he does well and if there's anything you want to see him improve upon. So I think a big thing that stands out with Roshan is the size and the power. I mean, here's a guy who's six feet, about 220, you know, just really well-built, muscular, powerful back, and that shows in the way that he runs. Not only does he have the raw play strength to bounce off of arm tackles to, you know, churn his legs through contact and stay upright, but he has the mindset, he has the motor, the determination. He's not afraid of contact, and he's – if you're in his way – if he's not going to run around you, he's going to be more than happy to run through you. So that's a guy who's got the mentality needed to really thrive. And like, especially in Chicago where you're emphasizing, you know, effort, you're emphasizing physicality, like obviously all teams do, but especially with say like this hits principle, whatever, I think Roshan Johnson's a very good fit. Uh, not only is he a bigger back, not only is he a powerful back, but he's a good mover. I think, he, you know, he tested well at the combine and solid breakaway speed. No one's going to mistake him for like Chris Johnson or anything out there once he gets out into the open field, because being as big as he is, that's going to have naturally some limitations on athleticism and how much you test. But he's a good one cut back. I think he sees an open hole. He's able to accelerate through it. He's uh, precise in the decisions he makes out of the backfield. And for a bigger back, he's got some nice footwork. Uh, I think that especially as a one-cut runner, he's got some quick feet and the ability to bounce to the outside or just make subtle cuts inside. I think the subtle movements are really what's going to help Roshan succeed at the next level. Uh, so you've got the quick feet, you've got nice athleticism, you got the power. Uh, I think there are some times where he can be a bit too hesitant out of the backfield. I'd like to see him improve on that. 
uh, and just the consistency really uh, in that regard. Like there are some instances where he looks decisive, he's aggressive, and I love it. But there are some times where, you know, maybe he's a little, I, I don't want to say timid because that's not the right word, but there's some times where uh, he's not as aggressive as he should be in terms of his decision making. So I want to see a little bit of that. Uh, obviously, he's. He's unproven as a bell cow back. You could see that as a weakness or a strength if you see, oh, he's got a lack of tread on his tires. But either way, I think this is a guy I had a round three grade on him. He was the, let's see, second best running back I had available on my board uh, behind only Chase Brown out of Illinois. And I think that, that that's including just uh, the profiles in general. I think that once you have uh, – once you include the fact and just disregard that Roshan was a backup, if you can do that, then I think that Roshan was, at least on tape, a better running back than Chase Brown. So just by a little bit, but either way, great pick, very good value, definitely worth a shot. Yeah, and two things you didn't mention that that I've heard about, uh, well, one that I've seen and one that I've heard about Johnson that I like is one huge leader in the in that texas locker room is a he's a high character guy we know that's a big thing with ryan poles and we know that's that's almost certainly why jalen carter wasn't the selection um so character is important johnson is a great character guy he's going to be a you know a key guy in that locker room moving forward and two pass blocking absolutely sensational he's going to be able to stay on the field pass blocking or or catching the football out of the backfield which you know, guys like Khalil Herbert, that's not what he does really well. So the fact that, you know, when you're saying we want to build around Justin Fields, not only are you picking up a guy that he's going to be able to get the ball to from time to time, but this is a guy who's going to help him stay upright and stay safe in the pocket. No, 100%. And I think that that's something that's, uh, you know, that is an underrated part of his game is especially the pass protection. And He's solid, solid receiver, but I think that really on third downs, you're going to be seeing a lot of him in pass protection. Him and Travis Homer, that really shows that <clears throat> that combination of being willing to <clears throat> kind of hide Khalil Herbert's weaknesses. So you've got that, and <clears throat> you mentioned the leadership, and he's got special teams value. He was a you know returner in high school, and he's played a lot on the third phase. Uh, by all accounts, just a high character guy. I think there's really a lot to like with his profile, not just as a runner, but as a football player in general. So it's a good thing you brought that up. Uh, I really, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in Chicago. Cause I think it's got the potential to be a really good fit uh, from not just a playing style perspective, but also from a, from a locker room perspective and just what he can bring in terms of versatility as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And just to kind of put it in perspective in terms of what you're talking about with, with tread on the tires, you know, Rashawn Johnson in his collegiate career had 392 rushing attempts. Now, on the exact opposite, and coincidentally a Texas running back, that when he was drafted, and this was a long time ago for, for younger Bears fans, but when Cedric Benson was drafted, Cedric Benson's issue was that he had so much tread on the tires already. So to just keep that in mind, Cedric Benson had about 800 more carries. Forget about receptions, just carries than what Rashawn Johnson has right now. I mean, that is 
almost three full seasons of a heavy workload two like workhorse, you know, Jamal Anderson, dirty bird kind of seasons that Cedric Benson already had on hit the tread on the tires coming into the NFL where Rashawn Johnson doesn't. So you want to talk about a guy that is going to be really crisp for, you know, entering his first four years on that first NFL contract. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I don't think can be understated about running backs is when you're playing at a D1 level, you know, Jacob, you know, this isn't like, you know, oh, well, you start at zero as a running back when you enter the NFL. Though the, the tread on those tires, we know those running back careers are short because you just can't take the abuse for that long. The body just can't hold up for that long unless you're a physical freak like Walter Payton was, like Derrick Henry is. Your body can't hold up to that physical abuse. So the fact that Johnson is starting so light compared to some of these heavy tread guys that were really utilized in college is going to be just a huge, you know, huge gain for the Chicago bears. 100%. And when you, when you mentioned the tread on the tires, you know, it's not like Roshan just didn't get the ball. It's more so from a perspective of he didn't have the, uh, like he wasn't a, a bell cow back and you don't know how he, he'd fare in that sort of role. But at the same time, not a ton of NFL teams truly have those bell cow backs anymore. It just really uh, depends on who you have on your roster and what your philosophy is. In Chicago, he wouldn't need to be because you're looking at Khalil Herbert, you're looking at Deontay Foreman, and then you've got Travis Homer there who will probably, you know, if not make the roster, then, you know, fight. He'll be in the organization to some extent. So you don't need him to be, this guy is going to take 30 carries every single game. So yes, yeah, that probably limits his ceiling a little bit, but honestly, I don't think it's a massive issue. It's not nearly as much as I think some people make it out to be. And that's why I had Roshan as the top 100 player in this class. Uh, that's why I had him as, you know, one of the top backs, certainly available to this point. But uh, I think that you're comparing this pick to say, you know, Bijan Robinson at eight, obviously Bijan's the better player, not just because of the fact that he started at Texas, you know, he's a better athlete, uh, just all around better. But from a pure value perspective, you're talking about the sheer weight of using a top 10 pick on a running back compared to trading back in the fourth round, picking up an additional fifth and getting a running back, with less tread on the tires, I think the Bears went about it the better way than the Falcons did. That's just my two cents. Maybe there's a little bit of bias there, but honestly, I, I'd rather wait until day three to take that running back. And if you move back and get and get a guy of Roshan's caliber, I think that's a good process. Yeah, and Jacob, I, I'm with you, and and that's where I think you know I know some some Bears fans you know get when you know analysts and, and experts like yourself kind of poo poo the idea of taking Bijan Robinson at nine overall. That you know Bears fans are like, what are you talking about? He's the, he's the best player in the draft, and he's going to be special and all this. And and that is true. And and that's the thing is I don't you know no one's knocking Bijan Robinson, but you're you're talking about how running backs go in drafts and the amount of guys you find on day two and even day three, like I think Johnson will be, that will be quality, be very good running backs. Will they be the special elite backs of a Bijan Robinson? Maybe not, but you can get, I mean, Alvin Kamara was a third round pick. There's plenty of guys that go late that have special talent uh, at that running back position. So you're talking about, you know, two running backs that went over a hundred picks apart 
and and the fact is that you know they're going to both be contributors on a team as much one as much as the other no but that's the thing is the the offensive linemen and the edges and stuff coming off here you may not ever get anything out of but you know you're going to get it out of the running back so i'm with you 100% on how you go about drafting a running back but you know before we wrap up this podcast i want to kind of ask you about him now entering his rookie season because obviously they 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 picked up Foreman, they let Montgomery go, they pick up Foreman. You got Khalil Herbert. You also have Homer there. They've developed here. I, I don't think anyone's getting cut other than Tristan Ebner. I don't think he's fitting into the plans at all. Maybe you just stash him on the practice squad because no one's going to want him. But you've got four backs here that are quality NFL runners. And even despite having Khalil Herbert, who we saw how good he was running the football in Getze's system last year, and I think Foreman is a quality pickup as well for this team, I think Johnson, I don't think he's going to be starting week one because you rarely see running backs do that. But I think Johnson, I think he's going to be the starting running back, especially with what he can do all around, like you talk about with the pass blocking and being able to run with power. I'm not saying he's going to be the feature back where these other guys aren't getting carries. We know Getzi's going to do a stable here, but I think he's going to be the primary ball carrier within four or five weeks of the season. What do you think? I think that's definitely definitely possible. And I'm interested in seeing how they deploy the running backs because Khalil Herbert has been an efficient, a very efficient runner in his time in the league. Deontay Foreman's coming off of a very good year in Carolina, especially after Christian McCaffrey got traded. So I don't know exactly how much he's going, how, Ro, how much Roshan's going to play right away, but regardless, I'm not, I'm not mad by the pick at all. If anything, I'm very happy with it because this is a long term. This is a long term play, 100. And I think that Roshan's too good of a player to kind of just fade into the background at the NFL level. He's going to have some sort of role. Uh, whether that means he plays a lot on special teams early on, which I think is a possibility, or whether you have him in pass protection, he might do some of the non-flashy, you know, things that aren't necessarily sexy tasks. But as a runner, I do think that he'll come into his own uh, at some point as a rookie, and then down the stretch, I feel like he's the type of guy who can develop into a starter going forward. And, and last thing for you, and this is just kind of talking about how this team team is developing, and we kind of talked about it yesterday, that they still had a chance to get a, a contributor with that round four pick, and it looks like they absolutely did. What what Ryan Pulse has done here, and we, we, we talked about it, he's got a back seven on defense that looks like it's going to be very good, you know, the potential, I should say, to be very good. Uh, the, the front four on defense, he's picking up some athletic freaks. Obviously, the front four on defense still needs some work, but we know this roster wasn't in a position to just go from where they were last year as being liter literally the worst team in the NFL to being, you know, a Super Bowl contender. You can't really do that in one off season. But the fact is he got a he has a solid back seven on defense. He's got some athletic promise in the front four on defense. And then offensively, he's added two new offensive linemen to the offensive line that are both going to be starters in Davis and now Darnell Wright. He's got Colt Komet sitting there who he's, he's sung his praises. He's brought in a couple, yeah, he's brought in three new running backs here to get a stable of running backs. He picks up DJ Moore as another weapon. You can see the commitment to Justin Fields this off season. No, absolutely. And it makes it even more funny in retrospect that people are like, oh, maybe Ryan Poles isn't committed to Justin Fields. Maybe the Bears are going to look to take a quarterback early this year. Uh, I think this just really shows 
just every single pick hammering home Justin Fields, you know, they're giving him a legitimate shot to be the guy and rightfully so in my opinion. And I'm excited to see what he can do, what this Bears offense can do now that you're making some legitimate additions on the offensive side of the ball. They have a competent offense now, which I'm very excited to see what they can do. Uh, Maybe not elite necessarily. I think it's something they're going to have to continue to add some talent on going forward, you know, in future drafts and free agencies. But uh, absolutely, it's miles ahead of where it was last year. Yeah, I, I think that's the way to put it. They, it looks like on both sides of the ball, and I think they're going to still struggle rushing the passer. You know, maybe they can pick up an Ngakwe or something like that to, to beef that up a little bit still. They obviously still have money. But competent on both sides of the ball, which they were not on either side of the ball last year, I think that is an excellent way to put it. Still got a ways to go, but definitely on the right track. So there it is. Roshan Johnson, the newest Chicago Bear. Jacob Infante, great insight on the newest running back of the Chicago Bears franchise. Jacob, uh, this is the last one for me. Uh, I've been doing these with you, you know, the last three days here. Thanks so much for all the time you gave me the last few days and great insight. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you again soon. No, of course, Bill. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, Really just grateful to be able to talk with you and grateful to have this, uh, this platform to be able to talk about these Bears draft picks. You know, it's my favorite time of year. So thank you so much, really. All right. Yeah, you got it. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up Bears banter. Bear down, everybody. We'll talk to you next week and talk about this draft as a whole. Make sure you, you, you stay tuned for that one, and we'll talk to you soon. Adios.